Dante Moore, DJ Uyangale, they are both in the transfer portal. Should Michigan State care about that when it comes to the quarterback position? And then, yes, we talk with Brian Smith, locked on network recruiting expert. And guys, it's actually some good news coming our way. Oh, it's about time. Let's go. You are locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Spartans is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more, and right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another day of your Michigan State Spartans. We're talking all things Jonathan Smith here, and also in segments two and three, and also kind of at the end of segment one actually we're going to talk all things recruiting it was another great chat with our guy brian smith and i know that we've had brian on a few times here the last weeks and look he's a straight shooter he's not here to bs us he hasn't necessarily brought like the greatest news last few weeks because like what else like what else could we have expected but hey this chat this chat it's got some optimism on it. So, yes, look forward to that in segments two and three. Before getting into the first segment, I just want to thank all of you again that have reached out, uh, you know, shared with me that, hey, we, Locked on Spartans, are your number one podcast in your Spotify wrapped. I, I just cannot, cannot really explain how much that, that simply blows me away over here. So you guys are truly the best. All right, let's get into the mix here because – Two big-name quarterbacks entered the transfer portal today, and no, one of them is not Aiden Childs, the four-star quarterback out of Oregon State that we all got our eye on, but it's Dante Moore and DJ Uyungle. We're going to start with Dante Moore here because, well, there was an interesting tweet from a man that is very much so in the know in college football, Bruce Feldman. You guys know his work. I mean, this, this man is college football. Dante Moore enters the transfer portal, and the tweet from Bruce Feldman is, former five-star quarterback Dante Moore is transferring from UCLA. Where does he go from here? Keep an eye on Michigan State. Now, this is interesting because Bruce Feldman doesn't just say stuff just to say stuff. Now, this man isn't a walking tabloid. Usually when he says stuff, it is with substance. Now, here's where I'm going to hit the pause button a little bit. Usually he's bang on with coaches. You know, coordinator rumors. Like, that is really his niche right there. His inside scoops come in the coaching realm. So it was interesting to see a report with the guy's name attaching him to a certain team. But also, let's read what he actually had to write for The Athletic as well. Because this is going to, you know, really set up how legit this could possibly be. He writes, Michigan State has a clear path to the starting job. With its top three quarterbacks all entering the transfer portal, DJ Uyangale, who played for new Michigan State coach Jonathan Smith at Oregon State, is in the portal too. The Spartans will have options, but more should be at the top of their wish list. So I think this was more just deductive reasoning for Bruce Feldman. All right, seeing that three quarterbacks have left Michigan State, there is a glaring hole there. And if you remember, or if you didn't know, Dante Moore, former five-star quarterback, is from Detroit. 
Like this is, so to speak, a hometown kid. He was on campus a few times. I don't think he ever took an official visit here, but he's no stranger to Michigan State. So I think what Bruce was doing was seeing the big name transfer in the portal, seeing the news that, oh man, there ain't a single quarterback outside of Andrew Skofar at Michigan State. I think that he was just trying to put two and two together. Now, do I personally think it's going to be legit? Never say never, especially with the hometown kid, but I do know that Dante Moore is probably going to be asking for a lot here. And by a lot, of course, I mean money. He's not necessarily asking for playing time. He's seen what NIL packages out there, and it could very well be a highest bidder thing. And that's the interesting thing with Dante Moore, too, is that if, if you watched even a second or just saw the clippings or, you know, you open up your score app and you just look at UCLA Bruins football, Huh, not not a great season from Dante Moore. 11 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 53% completion. And yet, he's still going to fetch a lot of money. Like, this is just the world of college football. Like, he was a former five-star for a reason. It was going to be a little bit of a project with Dante Moore. But hey, when he was thrust into that starting quarterback role as a true freshman, that's, that's tough shakes. Now, hey, you know what? Maybe Jonathan Smith saw him when he played him this year. And I got to say, Dante Moore maybe had his worst game of the season against Jonathan Smith's Oregon State Beavers. He went 14 of 33 passing, three interceptions, was sacked five times, but hey, had one touchdown. So is this uh, is this a thing where like Jonathan Smith sees him and is like, yes, yes, I know he was pretty terrible when he played us, but I can break that horse. Bring him to me, a former quarterback, a guy who develops quarterbacks, and I will make him right here. So, yes, Bruce Feldman, he tweeted out that keep an eye on your Spartans. Um, I I just don't know if that's going to be the case for two reasons. One, I, I more so, I think we're still holding out on Aiden Childs entering his name in the portal and coming here. And then also number two, the price is going to be sky high for him. I think he's going to go to the highest bidder. Could it be an Oregon? Could it be a Florida State? Could it be a Washington's going to need a quarterback here? Uh, what other big names? And I'm, I'm sure they could, but you get my point. I think this is going to be for the heavy, heavy NIL hitters here. Now let's go to the second quarterback here, DJ Uyungle. Many people know this guy. He was at Clemson, the number two overall recruit coming out of high school, only behind Bryce Young. Started pretty good at Clemson, and then things got a little rocky into the transfer portal. Went to Oregon State. Kind of found a steady ground with Jonathan Smith over in Corvallis. He is in the portal as well. And we talked just the other day about, hey, if not Aiden Childs, if he doesn't ever enter the portal, DJ U will certainly enter the portal. And does he follow Jonathan Smith here? Would that be a welcome addition to East Lansing? And I still think that, yeah, you know what? If that's the best quarterback that you could land on the, in the portal, I can name of I, I can name a lot worse things that could happen. Now, with that said, I was not hip to this the last time we talked about DJ Uyungle, and that is his father, Big Dave Uyungle. He was not thrilled by how Jonathan Smith left things at Oregon State. Now, we're going to pull two tweets here, of course, where everyone spouts off great thoughts and everything like that. And you can really tell who a person is just by what they tweet, right? Uh, but anyway, we're going to pull two tweets out. One was the Kaden Hauser transfer announcement, and he, quote, retweeted it. And by that, he means, you know, add your own comments. He said, quote, can't say I blame the kid. Now, is that because that he knows Michigan State was a dumpster fire for the last few weeks? And that, hey, yeah, sure, it's probably good for any kid to get out of that situation. Or or 
maybe more likely, uh, did he see that Jonathan Smith was there and was saying, well, that's a good idea for him to leave. Can't blame the kid because he shouldn't be around Jonathan Smith. So, no, I don't think his dad's going to be pushing him. Back to uh, Jonathan Smith's arms in East Lansing. He also had a longer tweet as well. This was almost right after Jonathan Smith took the job. This is long, so bear with me here. For me, I, it's always in how you do things. I've always smelt that. I, oh, my God, I can't read. I've always felt Smith was going to leave because you can't turn down these opportunities that come once in a career. You have to capitalize on those opportunities. Your loyalty is to your family first. So I'm not disappointed at all for Coach Smith. Just a little bothered in how he left. And he went on to say, you know, respect him. Best of luck out there, Michigan State. But yes, rubbed a little the wrong way with how Jonathan Smith left. And I swear I'm not just a blind homer for Jonathan Smith and I'm just defending him at all costs. But like, I, I really am at a loss as to what Jonathan Smith could have done differently with his exit from Oregon State because he handled it as cordially as you possibly could have, whether it were was the radio interviews that he did with Oregon State Brass when he was hammered, hey, are you staying? Are you staying? Are you asking for more jobs? And he kind of just avoided the question altogether and said, look, I got my agent out there. He's always looking for the best for me. And yes, I know that some people take issue with that he told his team before the Oregon game. I, I really think that he was just trying to beat the press to that story because you know how things are these days. The minute someone catches wind of something, it's blasted out on Twitter. It's blasted out in all the headlines. And I think he wanted to get ahead of the story. And there was also a little bit of issue with Jonathan Smith interviewing with Michigan State leading up to this game. Like, guys, I like things move quick in college football. Like when the opportunity shows up to take this job that will almost double your salary, you, you got to do it. You got to do it when the door knocks. So yeah, I, I don't know. That, that, that whole thing's just been a little odd with me with Oregon State, but I get it. Tensions are very high over there. Emotions are running very high. So I'm not going to get like overly hung up on it, but yeah, it's just like, what, what else, what else did you want? All right. Quick roster news. Uh, one player did an, uh, enter the transfer portal late on Wednesday night, Brandon Baldwin. Uh, he did it as we were recording. So we did not get to that. That makes it 14 kids that have entered the transfer portal this week. Now, Here's the thing, Brandon Baldwin, offensive lineman. That is in addition to Geno Vandenmark, Ethan Boyd, Kevin Wigginton, and Spencer Brown. Five offensive linemen in the portal right now. You also have J.D. Duplain leaving, Nick Samak leaving as well due to graduation. And I'm not going to panic yet, but like if there was one thing I was going to get a little worried about, it's the offensive lineman. And say what you will about the offensive lineman I just named. Obviously, some in that group are more talented than others, but still, at the end of the day, those are five linemen with starting experience. And as we are welcoming a new quarterback here to East Lansing, no matter how good he is, I don't want this to be a thing like we just saw in Colorado this year where, yeah, you have a pretty good quarterback, but you have five guys that look like me playing offensive line and your quarterback is just getting murdered throughout the entire season. Like I I would like some offensive linemen in East Lansing. So I just, just get a little worried about that. But anyway... I want to leave the segment on a good note. We did not get to this with Brian Smith because this happened after our chat earlier today. But Anthony Scuda Carey decommitted not too long ago. That could already be changing here because rumor has it he is down between Michigan State and North Carolina State. And Michael Clark of 24-7 Sports, he is a North Carolina State insider. He gave a crystal ball for Scuda Carey to come back to the Spartans. So, 
that would be an early recruiting win for Jonathan Smith's staff. And really quick, I know almost no one can possibly care about this. This concerns a very small amount of people. But, hey, maybe you're in the same boat like me. You have tickets to the Michigan State-Baylor game at Little Caesars Arena, December 16th at 8 p.m. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a busy time because the Lions game against the Broncos has been changed to December 16th, 8.15 p.m. Detroit is going to be a zoo. It's going to be a circus, and I'm very annoyed about the traffic and the parking situation already. But, hey, who cares what I have to think? We got a lot more fun coming with Brian Smith, our recruiting expert here at Lockdown. But first, I need to talk your ear off about fan Duel Sportsbook. That's right, the best sports book in the game, especially if you are a new customer, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right, you heard me right. That is $150 if your team wins. If you want to think about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on all the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, my personal favorite first time touchdown score or anytime touchdown score really had myself a fun evening at Ford field when Michigan state took on Penn state because Lord knows I wasn't just going to go there and root for Michigan state because that was going to last all of 20 seconds of hoping that they could win. So yeah, I may have placed a prop or two on a Penn state player score touchdown, but Hey, you know what? It keeps the games fun. So visit fanduel.com slash lockdown and kick off the NFL season with fanduel as fanduel official partner of the NFL. Also, gang, you want to look your best this winter. You want to have the best gifts under the tree. Homefieldapparel.com is where you have to be. Now, let's say for some reason you're not a Michigan State fan. Let's say you're an Oregon State fan watching right now. Homefield Apparel, great lineup. I just ordered a Miami shirt and an Arizona State shirt. Fantastic vintage logos. They feel great. You're going to look good. And they have hundreds of colleges to pick from. So let's say the person in your life that you need a Christmas gift for is not a Michigan State fan at all. Let's say that they're a fan of, oh, I don't know, let's go Central Michigan. That's right, which, by the way, Amy Fullen, you still owe us all that money from the game last year. Anyway, let's say that you are a fan of any other school. Go to homefieldapparel.com and enjoy their lineup of T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, all with great vintage logos on them. And also, save yourself some money, too, this holiday season. When you smash in promo code LOS23, that's going to save you 15% off on your first purchase. Again, guys, LOS23 at homefieldapparel.com. That is homefieldapparel.com. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you, LinkedIn, for sponsoring this recruiting segment with near, dear friend of the program. His name is Brian Smith, the recruiting expert of the Locked On Network. Brian, hey, congrats to your cousin or brother, or what's the relation between you and Jonathan Smith? Is it very uncommon last name, so I just had to ask. I hope it's good moving forward. That's all I care about. You know, I, I'm circling the Michigan State Iowa game next year because I want to go. If he can get me tickets, I mean, I'm sure. down. We're, yeah. we're related through 83 different people. You know? <laughs> right. You're right there in the family suite for that shootout. Hawkeyes versus Spartans. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Brian, this is this is going to be a new show uh, for me and you, at least for a while, because it, this has not been happy whenever we talk uh, lately. We will no. try to like work our way into optimism it takes a lot of effort to do so but hey yes it's a new yes. chapter of michigan state football no 
and and that's good because here, here's how I'll set this up. It's been a really good year. I've been doing a lot of reflecting. And up until yesterday, the greatest thing that I've heard this whole year was my wife telling me that, hey, I'm pregnant. We're expecting our second one. Until yesterday happened at 6.23 p.m., I received a text from one Brian Smith that said, am I allowed to provide good news on your show? And then you went on to say that you have multiple pieces of good news. So sorry, kid number two. This now takes (laughs) first place of greatest things I've heard in the year of our Lord, 2023. So Brian, Brian, a lot of us state fans are looking to smile here. Point blank. What do you got for us? (laughs) Look, number one, when they got Smith, uh, he's one of the most respected coaches, like behind the scenes, amongst mm-hmm. people in the media, et cetera, as just a flat-out coach. He's going to get kids there. Now, year one, I think we need to temper. Tough. I mean, yeah. realistically, that's three to six wins somewhere in there. That's, that's my guess. You know, it's just, sure. It is what it is. But starting year two, he's going to out-coach some people. And once the kids see – how competitive they are. I'll go ahead on the record right now. I will buy your first fifth of fireball when I come up for a wow. game if it doesn't come wow. out. Yeah, wow. I mean, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. Um, <laughs> they will start getting receivers, quarterbacks, et cetera, that Ohio State and Michigan also like. Okay. I think I'm I'm 100% confident in that, which, by the way, considering Michigan State's current situation at the known position of quarterback mm-hmm. would be kind of important. Like – uh, yeah, because they have nothing right to walk on, right? It is a walk on, or the the first five students to walk in Spartan Stadium, they're going to host <laughs> a tryout on game day and say, "Okay, what helmet size are you?" Because you're get if, if the season started tomorrow, that that's what we're looking at right now. But um, I, there's just a lot of smoke around this Aiden Childs thing. I, DJ yeah, Uyama, well, if he wants to burn up his 18th year at Michigan State, like, sure. And, of course, like, as we all know, there's no shortage of transfer portal quarterbacks. I mean, so it's, it's dying right now, but it will get better. I have a few names that I think would fit that I would be surprised if Smith hasn't already contacted or whatever. Number one on my list may not be somebody they think about, but his dad's somebody, you know, Warner. Who would his dad be? Girl, yes, that guy. EJ sure. was at Temple. He's a pro-style quarterback, which fits – Smith, he's in the portal. I've seen him play live. He's a pretty good player. I okay. also think that A.J. Swan, he's originally from the state of Georgia. He was at Vandy, will not have problems academically. He's in the portal. He can move around a little bit, but he's a pro-style guy. Those kind of kids I could see going there. They're looking for a new opportunity, and there's plenty of yeah. playing time in East Lansing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, certainly. <laughs> and, and, and the other second piece of news here, because Michigan State went and got him, I was shocked. I'm like, I'm thinking they're going to pull the reins back a little bit and just invest more in hoops. They went out and spent the money and got this guy. That means yeah. they're going to go out and spend money on assistance too, or it doesn't make sense. Because if you do, I mean, why would you leave him high? He's not dumb either. He's not going to come and I say, what am I getting for the budget here? Right. You know, <laughs> right. he would just take a different job. I mean, he would, I mean, he, he's really good. He would have taken a different job or gone to the national football league, but he didn't. So I bet you over the next couple of years, you're going to see the Michigan state staff, go up, which also impacts recruiting. And I know the following will bother you, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think Michigan State will start causing a few problems for Michigan again. And I know that bothers you. I apologize in advance, but it is what it is. 
I mean, well, well, hold on. Like, that sounds good for Michigan State that we're going to start bothering and causing problems for Michigan. That doesn't bother me on this side. I, I've been waiting to hear that for the last like, year or two. Like, this is, this no, is I just, but good news. I mean, because of the whole scandal and all that, I don't know how much yeah. that will impact recruiting this year. But moving forward, right. it probably will. That's just one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Sure. I don't know how much longer Jim's going to be in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Year, maybe. Like, Change of scenery sometimes is just good. He's a good coach, but he's a weird guy. He burns a lot of bridges. It could yeah. be a Spartan renovation of the state here in the long term. Not again, year one. Let's temper enthusiasm. Yes. So I mean, 100%. just enjoy your tailgates. Make sure you you know you find Matt in his fireball, some wandering yeah. around aimlessly. You know, I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> so. I'll be here. I'll be here to make it a good time next year, at least. But yeah. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, it's just a new chapter, and I think a lot of us state fans are very optimistic. You know, Jonathan Smith, good hire. We all saw what he did at Oregon State. But if there's one knock, and I don't even know if I have an answer for this, is that, well, he's never been in this area. He doesn't have any ties. Sure. How is this going to impact recruiting? That's a big deal with a lot of Michigan State fans, myself included. And, yes, you can hire. And just to, you know, mention the, the staff assistant pool, it's $10.75 million, which is just a quarter million behind of what AM just gave Mike Elko. And AM, as we all know, they're a money cannon. So we're not that far behind from the money cannon of Texas AM. With that said, like he's going to have to hire some guys around the area. Is this really a big concern that he's never been in this area, or can it just be solved with savvy coaching hires and stuff like that? Because like, that is a question I've been waiting to ask you ever since it's been rumored that he was going to be the coach here at Michigan State. There's a couple of ways to look at this, and it's a fascinating backdrop. Let me give you some history. He's the University of Miami. Jimmy Johnson played at Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Arkansas to Miami. Yeah. yeah. So, well, he coached at Oklahoma State. Yeah. And it worked out. After he left and took the Cowboys job, they hired Dennis Erickson. You know where Dennis was? Washington wow. State. He got two rings. A little different. Okay. So... <laughs> If you hire now, they both made good hires that wanted to recruit. You have to, it's a fine line. It's easier to hire guys in Miami. It's, it's, you know, it's not sure. that difficult because the recruiting is so easy there. But at the same time, if you get two or three guys on your staff that are from Ohio, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, that, that have recruited across the Midwest, if you're a good football coach and he's already known to be, the rest will take care of itself. And again, the overdrop, if you take nothing else from this show, take the following. Because of his reputation with quarterbacks, having played the position, being so well thought of, he's going to get seven-on-seven seven coaches, trainers, everybody, bringing kids to his school to see them work out at the quarterback okay. position. If you're not good at quarterback, Matt, how well does it go for your team at any level? I, I, Brian, it doesn't go well whatsoever, uh, more times than not. Right. That's that's my thought. That's just one guy's opinion. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would agree. They okay. will be good at quarterback in a couple of years, and that will – continue as long as Jonathan's there. Again, year one, I have no idea. It could be a train wreck. 
a lot of coaches year one when they take over something or bad, but this is an extreme situation. It just is what it is. Come year two, you'll start to see progress. Year three, this will be a team that'll go to a bowl, if not year two, and then they'll be good from there. And they'll have a real football team again. And I don't think that him coming from the West Coast will matter because he's intelligent. I'm sh- can you imagine Michigan State's admin? We're not going to ask him about recruiting. That doesn't right. matter. <laughs> you know, I mean, like they vetted this. And I get yeah. Michigan State fans wanting to get into that. Yeah. But you're not going to put your career on the line and that big house you're making all those mm-hmm. big payments for if you're an assistant AD and your job is, to, okay, what do we know about Jonathan's? They're going to ask those questions. They probably contacted former Oregon State players. Hey, what's he like in practice? All these things. He will be a good coach there. I am fully, fully in. And in my opinion, he's the best hire of any head coach that's been brought in over the last couple of years, circumstance included. Gotcha. Elko, like I love Elko. Great coach. Yeah. I'm happier for Michigan State than I am AM. And I think Elko can get them into the top 10. Sure. I just think that this is a like name a situation that's worse that's come even close to getting a Jonathan Smith. This is crazy. For them to get him is tremendous for the Spartans. I've been saying that up and down. Like this was the best coach in the market. Arguably, like you can make a case for Elko, of course, but all things considered, like this was a home run hire. And yes, there is the glaring hole of, yeah, he really hasn't been east of Montana in his entire coaching career, but there is no perfect candidate out there like it's it's not like you know there's a a, an absolute you know jackpot of a Nick Saban out there and that and that happens every cycle there's always going to be a flaw with the coach we even go back to the Mark D'Antonio hire like everyone is up and not everyone sorry everyone in the vocal minority is up in arms being like oh Jonathan Smith he's not even 500 he's a game below 500 in his career and Mark D'Antonio walked in here a game over 500 like there is no perfect person but like all things considered just like everything you said it's quarterback position the way you can build a program this this and that it's as good of a hire as you can get here in East Lansing in my opinion now with that said he's got to hit the ground running here because well you need to make a defensive coordinator hire okay you also need to salvage the 2024 recruiting class because you only have got what 20 some days to get that all tidied up What's more important right now, do you think? Is the bigger issue getting that defensive coordinator, or is it salvaging whatever of the 2024 class he can? Or is that too much of an apples to oranges comparison, you think? When you have a sandwich, you got to start with the bread. The bread are your coaches. Okay. They're the ones that recruit the players. So you can't have the Fair. meat and cheese and the mayo and all that other stuff until you get the bread. So they want to know who they're playing for, man. You know, yeah. coaches – are why kids go to schools. I've said this on your show and every other show I go on and locked on, I'll reiterate it now. Kids pick the person wearing the polo that says Michigan State, not the logo that says Michigan State. That's just reality. Again, Jonathan Smith is going to get them in more living rooms than what Michigan fans and Ohio State fans like, but he's got to have the assistant staff too. And if what you're saying is true about the expenditure on the staff, they'll be fine. If you're a defense coordinator, you want the other side of the ball to score points. Well, this guy really can score points. He, he was winning at freaking Oregon State. What right. can we do at Michigan State? Yeah. No offense to the Beeves. No, of course. It is what but, it is, though. Like, that's just facts. <laughs> yeah. They, they are traditionally one of the worst programs in all of college football, mm-hmm. and he's helped them be pretty darn good. That means one thing. When you up the talent, you're going to go up the ladder, and that and coaches are going to know that. Once they get that coordinator in, and my only concern is, and this is a bane, this is a personal thing, it drives me nuts, background checks now are like 700 years. 
It is sure. annoying. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. But beyond that, and, and he probably knows who it's going to be down to one or two guys already if he doesn't already know. But because of all the crap, especially with what just happened at Michigan State, right? they can't. What they usually do in those circumstances, hey, just so you know, in two days, mm-hmm. that, that's how it works. There's nothing else they can do. It'll be slow, and that's unfortunate, but that's the sign of the era we're in. If there was anything that Michigan State had going for itself in the last few weeks, it's that they, you know, they did have weeks to start talking to these coaches, and rumor has it that Michigan State side and Jonathan Smith side have been talking for the better part of five weeks leading up to this. No, this wasn't like a, wow. a fire drill where, oh, my God, okay, oh, my goodness, we got to get going really fast here. I don't even know who you are. Hi, let's shake your hand when you land uh, right here in the tarmac. But they've had time to do this, and I, maybe Jonathan Smith has been putting feelers out there as well. I, this is all speculation. I don't know this to be fact or even rumor, but maybe he has been having some back-channel conversations with other coordinators. But it's, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating to see how this is all going to unfold here. And I like what you said about you play for the coach, not the program necessarily, because Jonathan Smith, he brought over offensive line coach Jim Mahalchek, Coach M, big offensive line coach. People only rave about this guy. And he has a commit for Oregon State right now. His name is Rustin oh, Young. He is out of Honolulu, Hawaii. And he said that, hey, he wants to check out Michigan State. Do you think there's any – Real shot, this nice kid from Hawaii wants to just travel here to Michigan State and just blindly sign like that, even if he doesn't get to visit East Lansing before early signing day? The chances of him not visiting, I would say, are, are, are swim. They're going to find a way to make that happen. That's a long okay. trip, though. Oof. It's a very long trip. I've been very honored to go there t- uh, three times in my life. Very blessed. My God, that's a long trip. Though. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a while. It's a while. Yeah. They will do what they can. Oh, I'm in as the rule goes is the most consistent position, meaning once they find a guy they want to play for, that's that. Like, gotcha. you know, you're a fireball guy. You're loyal. He's probably loyal to coach him. So <laughs> yeah. By the way, we got to get that sponsorship going, but uh, that's, I that's know, I, I know. Just, I, I, you know what? I'll send some emails after we're, we're done with this call here. No problem. And I'll let them know that, Hey, the reason you guys are so high in the black for Q3 and Q4 it's because of me over here in East Lansing watching this football team week in and week out. So that's, yeah, I want, <laughs> I want, I want my flowers over here, Brian, from the, the higher powers of fireball. Um, anyone else? Like, I know Rustin Young, like, look, he he's the top guy in the Oregon State class. Because point blank, they don't get a lot of, like, highly rated recruits. Rustin Young, he's a four-star offensive lineman. Right. Only four-star right now in the 2024 class. Are, are there any other recruits commits for Oregon State that like maybe we should be looking at as if we're peeking at a Christmas catalog here being like I want that there's a couple of trends I forget the kid's name but the running back that's at Oregon State he's from Dallas basically they've got a couple kids committed at running back guess where they're from Dallas they've got a connection somebody on their staff I'll have to look into who they're bringing over but Oregon State I mean they, they recruit California obviously The other state they hit hard is Texas. Any of the Texas kids, I would be very interested in, and I would also be interested in any offensive guys. He's such a good offensive coach. It's going to be easier. Until they get the defensive coordinator, that's a little concerning. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about any of the defensive guys flipping because who the heck am I playing for? Which is, I get it. So I would think they're going to struggle a little bit in that regard. 
And I also think just to go ahead and throw it out there before you ask. Yes. They have to hit the portal hard, especially defensively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, please come to East Lansing. Like, you know, they, they need it desperately. So yeah. offensive kids for Oregon state are more likely because Jonathan's an offensive coach. And uh, when it comes to the transfer portal, uh, no shortage of openings here on this team. There's a lot of scholarship alignment to play with here in this transfer portal window. Um, really quick, before I let you go, let's just circle back to the defensive coordinator thing because I've thrown around guys like Jim Leonard, the old defensive coordinator at Wisconsin. He did well there. He's from the area, okay? Phil Parker does outstanding work at Iowa, Michigan State alum as well. Oh, I didn't throw like half the salary pool at him to maybe even convince him to come here. He seems pretty dead set on staying at Iowa, but still like those are just two names that I've thrown out. They're kind of casual names. I got to call myself out for that. But as far as like regionality goes, like those are names that you would know and that have proven to be pretty good coordinators. Are there any other coordinators in this area or maybe even outside this area that you think that would be good for Jonathan Smith to look at for this team? I would imagine he would look at somebody that is a top-notch recruiter and coach. Like he's got to hit the home run there. Yeah. So I don't think there's a door. Like he could have, for instance, and I haven't even looked at his staff recently, but like somebody on Saban's staff that's got Midwest ties, somebody that's on LSU staff, because Brian Kelly has guys from the Midwest. Something like that would be possible, but it's got to be a recruiter too. It can't like Phil Parker is not recruiting himself out of a wet paper sack. He's not. Right. <laughs> right. He's an old crusty white guy. That's not gonna work. <laughs> No. So they got to find somebody that has a little more pizzazz to it that sure. wants to like, and again, this is a different gig. You're not going to come in and kick, you know what, right off the bat. It's, you got to accept some frustration because your one's not going to be friendly. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm going to, I'll throw one name out because maybe he just wants a, a, a challenge, but a certain coach at, at Penn state who was terrible. I cover Miami now some and, he was a Manny Diaz at Penn State was awesome this year. You got to give the guy credit. He was but maybe somebody on Penn State staff again. Got, it could be Manny. It could be one of the other co- something like that. I could see maybe one of the Ohio State coaches because they they need a recruiting lift and they're always going to hit half their class: yeah. Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania. It's pretty much where half Michigan State's class going to come from. Maybe a little Kentucky or New Jersey, but that's about it. So. It'll probably be somebody that has a recruiting footprint historically in one of those states. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anything else that you want to leave us with before we let you go and enjoy the rest of your weekend here? Because this has been a great chat. I pretty much this is the most positive. optimistic. Oh, this yeah. is great. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> skip out of the studio. This is this is amazing. <laughs> I, I I will just say that I wouldn't be shocked now that they've hired Smith and I haven't I haven't even reached out to any of the Florida kids they've recruited or anything like that that I know. Mm. I figured I'd let him make a few hires before because they're going to ask me the same thing. Like, well, who do you – I was going to – you know, I'm going to ask them. They're going to ask me the same thing. So don't be surprised if some of those kids circle back around because gotcha. not having a head coach is like – can you don't. imagine getting that phone call? No. By the way, you, you're committed, but we don't have a head coach. There's no problem. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just can't right. imagine – that at least one, and I don't know which one it'll be. Like Marsh, we've talked about that numerous times. He seems to that like he would have a reason. Like he's going to be wide receiver one by year two at the latest, yes. maybe year one. Right. So I mean, now can they get a quarterback to get him football? But that's that's another story. Uh, Probably. I mean, Why not? Yeah, we could do it. We got this. <laughs> it's fine. 
but that's what I think. I, I think you'll see somebody circle back around. Just don't know which one. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, hey, Brian, this is great. And hey, who knows? Maybe even the next time we talk, we could parlay this together into another positive conversation. Maybe we even have a defensive coordinator that's worth talking about and see how he is on the recruiting trail. But Brian, it won't be long until we talk to you next time. I uh, really do appreciate all your knowledge, all your insight, and of course, your time. And gang, hey, appreciate all your time out there as well. You guys are truly the best. Love every single one of you. Have a great weekend. Go green.